Hi! Welcome back to our podcast. This is Bisexually Lit, a podcast about movies and being so gay and also anything else we want to talk about. Yeah, we, like we, talk we about make a lot the of rules. Things. You can't tell us what to do, but yeah. we do care about your feedback. I anyway. do not. <laughs> I will continue Forever to say deranged shit. Damn it. My people-pleasing ways will never cease. Um, Hi, I'm Summer. uh, Hi, I'm Dex. (laughs) And uh, I... I, Also Danny, but I'm starting anyway. Yeah, going by Dex. I love it. (laughs) So I had a joke to say about what we were talking about before, and it totally went out of my mind, so... Well, this is part of being who we are, which is highly ADHD. And also someone who only slept, like, four hours last night. I keep keep doing this. I'm falling back into my old ways. Oh, no. I think our last episode, we talked about how you were doing so great about sleeping. Of course, we did... We did record our last episode uh like a month and a half ago behind the scenes moment (laughs) yeah hey guys we sometimes let things sit for like a month while we take a little hiatus and like both of those things that you just said are a perfect example of how success isn't this like straight upward line right it has peaks and valleys even if you step back a little bit you're you're still doing great exactly you're doing great yeah i think think, yeah Mm -hmm. we're all kind of doing great especially considering the state of the world yeah uh which i am always thinking about (laughs) it's fun anyway know it (laughs) um so yeah so we recently came back from a month-long hiatus and uh and we've got like yeah, we and promised. so we yeah we, we um and we decided to like bring on some guests and do some exciting new things, so yeah, yeah we Today have we have like a new guest beyond thrilled to have our very first guest ever yes. on the pod. Um, this person is one of my dear friends. They are an absolutely delightful human being. They're, they're so fucking they're cool. so cool, so smart and funny. They are an artist in every sense of the word. They are a film buff, filmmaker. They are a drag king the only pacifica drag king in salt lake serving amazing looks all of their makeup is like always stellar so good i love it and yeah we're so excited to introduce mick hey everybody it's mick mick yeager yeah uh, if you're nasty <laughs> oh, i think we have some nasty listeners i'm yeah. pretty sure i would hope so just, and if not you may turn them oh yeah just don't give me shots of yeager that's <laughs> just part of my name only not in stay away practice. from the yeager <laughs> yeah not in actual practice do you have like a specific uh, association with yeager or is oh. it just like uh it, it was a cool name um so when i was a baby gay and like I'm just I'm very autistic and like ADHD and I just like specific tastes and when I first like left the Mormon church woo, all, all three <laughs> of them right uh, <laughs> when I first left the church um, I first tried whiskey and it was okay but like Jaeger it was just sweet enough that like it was my poison as a baby gay mm-hmm. until it wasn't and then now it's just part of my name only right <laughs> <laughs> it's like that part of your identity you're just like bringing it forward it's like I I yeah, it may- partially made me, and also I don't want to drink any right now. <laughs> yeah, and like then mix just like um, the back a backwards version of my actual day name, Kim. So I'm just really simple when it comes to making drag names. I love it, it's and great. it's like paying homage to like Mick Jagger a little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which is like the ultimate like douche bro. <laughs> yeah, and like the initials like MJ. Like I was a big yeah. MJ fan growing up, and then just like a big like Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like Kristen Dunst as Mary Jane, but that's fine. Do you so have that's another like, podcast? Yeah, who's your favorite? Uh, not Kristen Dunst and Mary Jane. <laughs> My favorite Mary Jane. Uh, I think there only been one. Well, um, well, I guess we'll get Zendaya, uh, right? Yeah, yeah okay. there was Zendaya. Actually, I, I thought there was one in the oh, Andrew Garfield ones. Because Emma no, Stone was Stacey. someone else. Was, yeah, Emma yeah. Stone was Gwen Stacy, and I thought That's they brought right. in an MJ, but no, they didn't. They never okay. did. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. Trick question. I, yeah, all, the, all, this, all of the different, like, Spider-Mens just just merge there's very much a, a multiverse that's getting compressed yeah so that's how i feel a multiverse about of MJ, yes. so. oh there's also that mj in you know the spider-verse movies which yeah. i like her she's cool yes yes yeah. yes she's not we don't see her a lot but she's cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway uh, we're not talking about spider-man yeah. today uh, yes believe we're it not. or not <laughs> yeah. we're talking about another movie that i love yes yeah. uh, i guess do we want to introduce that yeah let's or do it. should we just like hang out a little bit more we can do both Why yeah not that's both? true I'm chilling. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. So the, So actually, it's it's so funny. I'm I've been like so excited for this for a while because like Mick and I have only hung out like once and a half maybe because they were performing that night and so I got to like say hi to them. Oh, and yeah. That was it. When I'm performing, I'm just like hyper focused to get the fuck out of my way. Totally understandable. I swear. Shit. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my bad. I would be kicked off the podcast by now if we couldn't. Swear. Oh okay. yeah. Like that's okay. like a good fifteen percent of my vocabulary, <laughs> and then the rest is like way worse bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You hang around drag queens enough, you just have a sailor mouth. So. <laughs> it's like that's just like um, you know. It's just sure. Like, um, but anyway, yeah, I've been so excited about this because we've only hung out once. And like one of the times was when we watched this movie. And I don't know. I was like telling all my friends and all the people I work with. I was like, yeah, I'm recording a podcast tomorrow. And we're like, we're going to have a guest on and we're going to talk about this awesome fucking movie. Like, have you seen this movie? I'm like <laughs> soft launching it. Yeah. I, so I get like hype. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm so excited, too. Yeah. I know like make this movie kind of has like influenced your personal aesthetic maybe in some ways yeah i would say so um yeah so mick yeager is very much like a 80s himbo fuck boy vampire monster fucker yeah um with all the colors and so yeah Mm. kiefer southern like vampires (sighs) let's go oh do we even say what movie it was oh Oh, yeah i thought thought you were building the suspense oh shoot uh well Uh, anyway absolutely surprise it's twilight just kidding (laughs) (laughs) just kidding I don't think we can call Robert Pattinson a himbo. Sorry. At least in that movie. Oh, no. I don't think so. I don't know if I would ever cast him as a himbo. He just doesn't have any kind of approachability whatsoever. Nah. Like, he's amazing, but he doesn't... He's not approachable. Yeah. Um... He was in that one Safdie movie. What was it called? Uh, he was a little himbo. Good time. In that. Yeah. No, good. he was a no? piece of shit in that. I, he was to like, be fair, mm, I've never ugh. seen it. So he was a really bad person, and that's kind of the point. I don't think mm. the Safdie brothers make movies mm-hmm. with good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, However, sorry. So what we are covering is <laughs> Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah. Lost Boys. Nineteen eighty-seven. Yes. Joel, Joel Schumacher. By Joel Schumacher. Yeah. So eighties fuckboy vampire. Uh, aesthetic yeah you know I just vampires in general it's as like a genre as like a monster mythos and like just as like you know like as a genre of film I just I think when this movie came out it just kind of reinvented vampire movies and made it not like I want to suck your blood you know (laughs) it was like cool and like 
probably super gay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, vampires have always been othered, you know, so yeah. it's like kind of like, yeah. I see what you're doing, Joel. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? I'm here for it. I yeah. think, yeah, this movie like combines vampirism and punk in a way mm-hmm. that like really, I don't know if it had been done before, but it hadn't been done like this. Like, I think and also probably seminal in that way because yeah. before that, really most of the Dracula movies were yeah very like Nosferatu. Yeah, it was it was like, like or yeah. yeah it was gothic. It was still it was like very much in the Bram Stoker it didn't break space. Into that yeah yeah. But then after modern. this, we had like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is uh-huh. definitely like the biggest like yes. thing that I see that this took yeah. inspiration from. Mm-hmm. But like it definitely yeah. ushered in a new generation of like vampire films yeah. that like made it cool that yeah needed. and definitely yes. like rewired some people's brains yeah, namely mine what's the <laughs> next big vampire movie after this what was it like legends of the fall or whatever the one with brad pitt i can't remember what it's called uh, I've never seen that. oh oh uh, interview interview with, with, oh, i think that was before this. Well, it was before I think okay it was technically before but like yeah. i feel like those two these two movies like live in my head yeah so and i definitely like they make vampires so 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 gay it's so, so hot so gay so yeah. hot it just like exudes um, hotness and, it's and queerness. So, vampirism and like general gothic a- aesthetic, uh, it has to do with like bloodsuckers and extraction. And so, in history, like vampires were often portrayed as like nobility, mm. and people with access to like a lot of funds to be able to, you know, prey on normal people all the time and extract but all of this, their resources. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then you have like these cool punks that like they're still bloodsuckers they're still like extracting life but also they live on the margins like they don't have access to a whole bunch of uh, of this stuff and like they exist within sort of like failing beauty and failing luxury Mm. but also they're like appropriating it they're approaching it from a different perspective right i mean even just the title lost boys is just like an allusion to like peter pan yeah like the lost boys and like i mean if you read like the original like version of Peter Pan, like jam like, berries, yeah, yeah. Like the like the last split, they aren't like Peter Pan's not like the hero, like you know, like yeah. it's yeah. Just, like a fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> I never went, dude. I I rewatched Peter Pan the Disney one last night, and like it is so. Uh, yeah, Peter Pan's a terrible person. He's like the most selfish thing tweak. ever. I, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, and also, Tinkerbell is terrifying. She's she's a little. She's kind of evil. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely say it's a more grown up version of, like, yeah, um, that. Uh, yeah, like a grown and grounded. Yeah. Okay. So, so last night when I watched Peter Pan, I the first line really really hit me. Like they have like the long credits and stuff, but then they have the first line. And it says, all this has happened before, and it will happen again. But this time, it happened in London. So Ooh. I feel like a good... Sets the oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like a good intro to Lost Boys would be, all this has happened before, and it will happen again. But this time, it happened in Santa Carla. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, a perfect segue I, into yeah, like, to, talking into... about like how it you know is an allusion to Peter Pan um, and... You know, Mick, you mentioned that, like, this is a more adult kind of grown-up version, like, edgier version of that, which is exactly what happened in the pre-production process. So it was originally um, picked up. So the screenwriters, this was their very first screenplay. Um, It was uh, 
sold to some production company and they were gonna make it as like more of a kids film so like kid friendly definitely they wanted to like hit. Goonies or something yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And it, it was even has Richard, Goonies vibes well still. Richard Donner was slated to direct it and he directed Goonies yeah and Which so I love also. yeah oh, so this is kind of just like modernizing because like Goonies was really kind of like a it it had stuff from like misfits, older stories yeah, yeah. boys mm-hmm. bands of and misfits. so this was just yes. like updating yes. a similar thing yeah totally mm-hmm. like updating pirates updating vampires yes. yeah exactly yeah. that's what i was going with for. your friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah with, and with like hot teenage actors that's important right well mm-hmm. i think the 80s is just known for like teenage identity crisis movies like oh, you, you have absolutely. the whole john Hughes. all the john hughes yeah. films so yeah. this is like a, like which are, sadly, I wish they were more gay. Like John Hughes films are very straight, extremely heterosexual. So they, I think this responds. This is a response to like all that. Honestly, this holds really up. Like this holds up so much better than most of the eighties films in mm. terms of like problematic areas. Like it's still not it's perfect, but there's a lot less that's like because it's less heterosexual. I think yeah. and it's not so it's, serious. It's like really f- just like fun adrenaline filled junkie fun and it's so yeah. campy exactly <laughs> which is gay yeah. which yes. is a very gay yeah. thing it wasn't trying to like comment on the specific things that he- like heterosexual movies were commenting on and therefore like it got into things that were more interesting rather than like oh yeah. this didn't age well like oh Revenge of the Nerds oh shit right. you should we're be in person it was much more nuanced yeah, yeah. more nuanced yeah. and subtextual and like I personally that's like my favorite kind of queer representation in media sometimes when it's like up in my face it's like too much like i'm like mm. you know like i like when i have or to be like, subversive like that's yeah. like a very queer thing like yeah. punk being punk underground scene like yeah you know going to rock shows on the beach and oh with the you know, saxophone yeah. players yeah, yeah. <laughs> wearing black getting yes. tats and the, piercings and uh, brailing against your parents like right that's such like a very you know it breaks that dichotomy yeah um, i think really well yeah absolutely yeah Uh, so basically um richard donner was he got swept away to some other project and joel schumacher was like hi and they were like can i have the vampire yeah he had just done saint elmo's fire which was super successful yeah um and so yeah they basically brought on a new screenwriter to edge it up a little age it edge and age it up um and so they added like you know these older vampires um a sexy keeper mm-hmm. sutherland which keeper, i thank have god they added oof, keeper last sutherland. night why didn't I, he get the sex scene oh, he deserved it oh my god uh last night when i was rewatching this movie i had a revelation of how this film relates to the room by tommy Wiseau. what and i will tell you when we get to oh it so i've got lots of my things mind. to say too somewhere <laughs> But mine's dumber. <laughs> um, okay, anyway. So, oh yeah, so that's pretty much it. So Joel awesome. Schumacher directed this. Um, we love him. He's he's a, like, proudly gay man. And Just came uh, off a success of St. Uh, Elmo's mm-hmm. Fire. That's, like, where we live yep, in his yep. career currently. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Thank you. <laughs> and, Do you know yeah. what the next movie he directed after this was? Please tell um, me it was Batman. I can tell I, you. Oh, it was... It, Let's see. The, Batman the first suit Batman came out in '89, Let's right? <laughs> Let's be real. Oh my god! Right? This came out in '87. But um, the first Batman, I think, came out in '89. Oh, so okay. that, that would make sense. So yeah, it, is, it seems like it is. But the yeah, next that one. first Batman wasn't directed by. No, it was no, directed that was by Tim Burton, Burton. Oh. and then he took on the second and third. Yeah, gotcha. um, I mean, we love Tim Burton and Prince collabs. So, <laughs> so. Yes. 
Let's see. Yeah, I don't know what his next film was after that. I'm not pulling it up quick enough. Well, um, I'm yeah. just going to say it's Batman and Robin. That was like his next like big, big film. Next big noteworthy. I think he probably had some smaller projects. But he yeah. also, this is cool, before he got into directing, he worked on The Wiz. He <laughs> well, did. there you go. There you yeah, go, folks. Another, Theater like, yeah. comes back. Full he was circle. a costume designer. Yeah, that, oh, the, well, that makes that's sense. Which Batman is why. Robin. <laughs> yes, the nipple. The but it also makes sense why the fucking wardrobe is so cool in this movie in the yes, last place. Yes. Yeah, I'll talk about uh, so that. much. Okay, style. yeah. Let's let's set yeah. the scene so, for the folks. Yeah, yeah so home. I think we're gonna do a recap now. I think yes. we covered yeah. you know the little production notes yeah. we wanted. If you haven't seen it, please go watch please it. Do. So I think it's available most places. I I own it digitally and physically <laughs> and it's in my head. So hit up Mick for a copy, JK. I wanna come to my house. <laughs> movie well, night yeah. I rented it. it on Amazon Prime for like three ninety nine. it is yeah. streaming for free on Somewhere. Pluto TV but you have to watch hella ads which is so annoying because it breaks it up capitalism I... mm-hmm. so <laughs> speaking of extractive uh, vampires um, take us through the journey Dex yeah. okay so we we meet we open by meeting these vampires on a boardwalk where they're chased off by the police and then the officer is like attacked from this guy a few moments later. Uh, next, we are introduced to our main characters. It's uh, Michael and his younger brother Sam, and they're moving to a place in California called Santa Carla after their mom got a divorce. Seems like their dad was kind of a deadbeat. Uh, they go to a boardwalk uh, before moving into their new house, which is super freaking weird. <laughs> I have the same thoughts. Like, like okay, why are you here? You want to go home and take a shower? it out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, She's looking for a job before they settle in. Maybe yeah. they were grabbing some lunch. Yeah. You know, I... I mean, they were actually still running the uh, the credits, so I think they just wanted to, like, some B-roll still have, yeah, filler. they wanted, like, stuff Setting with the, the scene of, like, yeah. the town. The boardwalk some, and the, yeah. there's, like, Establish the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I think, too, because, like, as they're driving in, the song is, is people are strange. Yeah. When you're strange, doors, right? Like, yeah. you're like, Okay. Here we go. All right. You better show some strange people. Yeah, some queer coded (laughs) from the very opening song or second opening Uh song. (laughs) Um, Right. They waste no time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we learned that they're moving in with her very weird dad. There's like no TV and he's just kind of a weirdo. Um, And also, they learn that this is the murder capital of the world. Great You're stuff. Like, cool, thanks, Grandpa. Let's go. I know. I'm like, okay, I'll see you there. Thanks for setting the stakes. Yeah. Um, later that night, they all go to the boardwalk again, and there is a saxophone concert going oh on on the beach. Oh my god! This, <sighs> this changed my life because this is what inspired me. I was in high school. I played the alto That's sax. Great. I love that. And so this they like, have like hits every. Nick, like, wasn't one note. of your first like drag performances with like a wasn't yes. it a sax? I didn't play. I was just yeah. a prop only. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been years since I actually played. Live performing is hard. Um, yeah, but no, Sax Guy is amazing. And like, I know he still is alive today. <gasps> and he's that. just like, his Twitter's just like, I'm that guy from Lost Boys, <laughs> Sax Guy Sweet. from Lost Boys. I love that that's his one thing. Yeah, and I think there's even a documentary about him. Wait, him specifically? Yeah, yes, and I think he still does music. He still like plays. I and love does that stuff. you know this. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, he's great. Obsessed with this knowledge. Yeah, it's like, You know, in the concert, he's just jamming out his sax and he's like all oily and like, ooh, like, 
like God, it's <laughs> like very really, gay really buff guy. Like, go go like, boy like, like yes. fire. he's like yeah. gyrating yes. Like. Oh, yes oh hit the mic oops <laughs> getting excited but yeah um so yeah they and, and while they're at the boardwalk um the mom meets max a guy who owns a video store and they end up rest in peace blockbuster i just richard gilmore every time he's he's richard gilmore in the gilmore girls and that's all right i don't remember what i recognize him from he does have like dad vibes he's yeah like d-a-d not daddy but no dad yeah like 80s father although he is a little daddy in this yeah it's a little like, bit, okay. but very soft dad. Yeah. Not like only daddy not like has... saxophone dad. Yeah, yeah, true, no. true. The daddy vibes come from the fact that he's tall. That's it. That's he's all very it. tall, and he 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 does dress not like a straight dude. He does dress uh-huh. very like I'm California, like yes, beach dad entrepreneur. Like, you know, he owns like this music store. And I'm a connoisseur first... of the arts. I, like, yes, I have a video. Record he has store. this like hip vibe, and his first outfit, he has like a popped collar. That's like yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, popped collar with fashion like, a is like colorful jacket. Next level here. Okay, yeah. so maybe I do respect him. His also, name's Edward Herman, by the way, the okay. actor. Oh. Also, like I, I vaguely know what Joel Schumacher looks like, and I, I feel like they're not that they look similar, but they have like kind of I think similar he's doing like a vibes, or, like they thing. did in the eighties, you know, <laughs> That's inserting yeah. himself into well, his I, film. Yeah, I guess, no, I I guess back then, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Yeah, so That's then, um, so she meets Max, and then Sam and David, uh, well, David sees this girl in the crowd, and he follows her. Uh, oh, Sam yes. leaves Star. because Star. he doesn't care. Uh, and so Sam goes into a comic book store and meets the Frog Brothers. Uh, oh, yes. The freaking Feldman. Can we, can we talk about the voice effect that Corey Feldman uses in this? Oh, my God, I'm this? obsessed with it. It's He's, so, like, talking like this. And it fluctuates, but it fluctuates time. so much, which I love, because I'm yes. like, he's going for it. That's the thing. And this he's, is their heyday, like, like yeah. Feldman, the Corys, the two Corys, you yeah. know? Yes. Like, yeah, no. Just right. coming off the Goonies for yes. Corey Feldman. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's, I love and, it. Yeah, we can just, talk more about it later. He's just It's great. Yeah, total commitment yeah mm-hmm. anyway so so sam while he's with the frog brothers they give him a comic book about vampires yes and they advise him to much. read it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then david tries to flirt with star and meets the gang of and vampires. he stalks her for like pursues. yeah that's true he, he stalks her for like 10 yeah. minutes and then yeah only yeah. well, i think that's the funny part about this whole movie is that like it starts out with this like intense beach chase scene, like ooh, like mm, like cishet, but like yeah. it, that's the whole movie. Is it's just a tease? Yeah, it makes fun of it. Like that's yes. the whole time. Like Joel Schumacher's like, <laughs> it's not really about. Cishet. He ends up wanting yeah. something totally different, not yeah. her. Yeah, because yeah, 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 because like immediately afterwards, he runs into the vampires, and it looks like the head vampire, the blonde, <sighs> Kiefer Sutherland, David is like star's boyfriend probably it's but not like, like explicit but like he's she's possessive. like she yeah she kind of seems more like a the, the mall uh, to a mob boss you know she, rather than an actual girlfriend I'm yeah i'm gonna say it like she's just the fag hag i you know, oh yeah she, there you go she is like i hate to say that but like she basically is like luring like oh she's luring in because she's only she's also only half vampire that's the only value yeah that she has to the vamp- like currently is that she's luring in other hot guys to join their frat yeah. fraternity cult- secret club 
Like, totally. And then, she, and then just, she feels bad about it later. It's uh, like, girl, this is like this your, is your whole thing. thing. <laughs> right. Own and she kind of, I mean, you find out later, right? She's kind of in the in-between so mm-hmm. she kind of, to me, also represents being, like, the non-binary, like, decoded, like, not mm-hmm. really fully human, not fully vampire, not a dude, but not, like, I don't know. It's just, she has you, very interesting yeah. vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's interesting. And do you think, like, the dynamic that she shares with the rest of the vampires could be reflexive of, like, or reflective of how, like, in the past and still today, like, in some queer spaces, specifically, like, cis gay spaces, like the outliers aren't as much like outliers as in like non-binary like aren't as accepted all the time do you think it i mean maybe he probably wasn't thinking about that when he made it but well right um well she definitely is the go-between she's the like the fetch person like go fetch me like more boys for my boy club you know like she's a bit she's just like it's like it's in a form it's just very misogynistic of him Mm -hmm. which you know, if she's re- she's reduced to like a very side her subplot. Even her romantic subplot's not that yeah. prevalent. You know, yeah. not exactly fleshed out. They yeah, don't don't, and that's of like, of course, when you have a gay man trying to write a cis het thing, it's probably not going to go well. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's like, this is what how, how do straight? How do straights work? <laughs> how do they do this? Um, I don't. What? Yeah, she's like the day walker, right? She can go out and like. Right. She, She's like, more you know. like their hot Renfield, maybe. Yeah, their hot Renfield. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, amazing. Um, so, yeah, Michael goes out with David and the rest of the. And Michael is Keith Sutherland. No, right. Michael's Michael is the. the Michael is the. David, the David is the. David. I get David Michael and David mixed up because they say each other's names so often to each other. <laughs> I know. Weird? It's so, so weird. So gay. Michael. Oh my God, I can't believe <laughs> Whisper. <laughs> Sorry. He sounded like Arrested Development guy. Oh my Michael. 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 That was worse. Hey, Michael. Michael. Right. Yeah. And like, they don't just go hang out, they hang out on. They go ride motorcycles. Exactly. Like, they, there's like a motorcycle chase it's like an extension of their masculinity of the right crotch rockets like Ugh. you know yeah. Dude, this this whole crotch scene rockets. felt very like religious to me like it's like the three temptations basically like the vampires kind of fuck with his brain they like have him eat rice and make him think he's eating maggots and then they have him eat oh. spaghetti uh, like noodles like, and then like having to wine kind yeah of thing. Like, and then at the final one is like the, this is right this that's is how wine. i think he injects yeah. the gothic vampire stuff it's yeah. not like it doesn't like overwhelm the whole thing but it's still there it's just like yeah. we vamp like remix vampire yeah i yeah. like that yeah it's there are great. still it's, like easter eggs of like, like an 80s mixtape of a vampire you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's like okay i want to thread su- through some of these like original themes because i think the illusion would be like more important than the actual content right. yeah right. yeah um, and i just think too just like as queer people as a drag performer like the nightlife scene like queers own that shit like mm-hmm. and so for the vampires to so, like they they're on the boardwalk and blah 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 because during the day i can't go out because they'll yeah. like die but like mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of like similar to like queerness is like being seen in the daytime versus at night when it's dark You're like mm-hmm. yeah we can like put glitter on our face and be the most amazing person ever yeah. <laughs> or like you know yeah. so I think it's like that dichotomy of day and night and like the vampires and like the normal people mm-hmm. you know like yes uh, yeah. and people just kind of stay out of their way they yes. kind of just let them get away with they're like, just whatever. a picture well, of the beach the, you know here's the, the thing if i lived in the murder capital of the world <laughs> i might not antagonize the scary teenagers <laughs> very good point but uh <laughs> yeah 
So they it, go on this. They they go on a little. He he challenges him to race him to the edge of this beach or yeah. look over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that like off. kicks off the night, and they end it by like jumping off a bridge. Uh, well, in they a very go to the lair. Oh well, yeah, we no, talked about we, yeah. That. yeah. But I just, oh my god, which is a very like it's like a very homoerotic. Yes. Yeah. They're like the and journey it, on the bike, they go through fog, and they're like, "Oh, like he's like disoriented," and he's like, "Oh, why are we staring at these boys around a fire?" Like, there's no women. Like, I've never like if there's straight boys, like, and there's no girls there. I was like, "That's kind of weird." Like, like, why isn't there any like one girl at least? You know, like. <sighs> I think of other campfire beach scenes like Karate Kid, uh-huh. you know, like it's a big, good mix of boy and girl, but it's just like, yeah, let's go watch these boys have a bonfire and, and maybe kill one of them. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, I would say the sexual tension starts out strong right yes. from the top, like especially yeah. between Michael and David. Like, yes, like this... the first time they see each other, like Michael they're has so... literally been chasing Star and then suddenly they're just like locked onto each other. Yeah, and like, they, even when they talk to each other in some scenes, they're just like face to so face, like yeah. inches away, like kind of like, oh, I'm getting in your face, like mm-hmm. I'm the macho alpha like a werewolf kind of mentality with that, which is weird, you know, because that's not like a thing. But like, yeah, like you, that's how like maybe straight people might see it. But like as a queer person and being young, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You watch it and you're hot. like, oh my God, that's so like, great. Like, so Star, where are you? you? You're off screen somewhere. I don't, no one cares. You, you no one cares. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's tending to the laddie. Yeah. Little you know. I also yeah. really liked when like, when David first invites Michael to like hang out with them, right? They they get on the bikes and he's like, "Hey, do you know where this place is?" Uh, Michael says, "I can't beat your bike," and then David says, "You don't have to beat me, Michael. You just have to try and keep up." And like wow. it, it's like this, it's, it's okay. like a rejection of this idea that like we're not competing for this girl. We're the same. I want to fuck you. Yes. I want like, you. It's and so I will have you. it's such a good yeah. like overt invitation of the male gaze because he's you know Dick Keeper Sutherland's staring at yes. Michael like inti- like, like very like. How, like, in a straight movie, like a James Bond yeah. movie, it would be, like, a woman's body. Star's always in, like, baggy clothes. Mm-hmm. Star's never, like, hypersexualized. It's always, like, the dudes. Like, they got all these cool leather jackets. And the earrings, the jewelry. And, like, yeah. you know, yeah. And something I love and something that definitely, like, speaks to Schumacher's, like, sense of aesthetic is that he sexualizes the guys in this film by, like, he sexualizes them through stylizing, like yes. the stylization is the thing that uh, draws them, and that is that seems like a very queer thing. Like it's yeah, about standing out expression. and not looking yeah. like everyone else. Yeah, you know. And I think it it gives them that that air of confidence too. I mean, obviously they're vampires, so yeah. they can be anyone. But it also like exudes that. Yeah, when you're watching, you can quickly identify who's in charge. Yes, or like you know who you can who you perceive to be in charge. I should say, sure. you know, like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like they they stand out from all the other extras, billion extras on the beach scene. You know, yeah, they yeah. They, throw, they have all main character energy. They could have easily done spinoff movies of all the other vampires or whatever, you know, or TV show. So yeah, it's... I was a little sad. So you know, um, 
Alex Winter. He's the guy from Bill and Ted. Yeah. I was like, man, what if Keanu Reeves was in this movie? <laughs> How fucking awesome I would mean, that be? I feel like I would have been so, so like, distracted. He's probably off surfing in Point Break or something. Yeah. That's another game movie. Another game movie, yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the next day, Michael wakes up with a headache and a sensitivity to sunlight. Oh, yeah, he drinks the... I don't think we specified that he actually drinks that wine. We yeah. kind of glazed over we, it. Big plot point. Well, I was the, thinking the we could syrup. come he drank back. The cough syrup. Well, if, like I'm just throwing it out there. They they drink the wine. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That, so that's he, important to know. Here. Yes, <laughs> he thinks it's wine anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then that night, while while their mom is out with Max from the video store, um, some motorcycles come around the house and like buzz around it, and then Michael starts acting weird. He almost attacks Sam when he's in the bathtub, and Sam freaks out he calls the frogs and the frogs are like hey your brother's a vampire now you should kill him uh which is like very odd because that like that's like right so this is like where the queerness in joel schumacher comes in is that it's like oh your brother's first instinct when he finds out you're a vampire is to out you immediately yeah yeah because yeah, he says wait you know, till i tell mom and yeah. Like, yeah and for the whole and, context, yeah and he says like you're filthy disgusting bloodsucker yeah. and it's which, like dude that's just like a, a lot yeah i'm like i feel like bloodsucker is like synonymous with like faggot like or the like way they use sucker yeah the way they use say bloodsucker is very derogatory yes. and um and right, and you can't. It's, it's blood, like so. Gay people and blood. Obviously, it's like a ref. Like it could not be, but I. It's a very much an HIV AIDS reference. Oh, I would. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, you've started having gay sex, and now you're sick. Like maybe <laughs> you have AIDS, and you're slowly dying. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's like did you know if you have gay sex once, right, you will not be able to go out into the sunlight anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So I think it's like very much Joel Schumacher's way, like a very nuanced way of him processing that what happened in the 80s to him all his friends house and and i think it's great at least it's like it can be done in a campy fun way and Mm. not like a serious philadelphia way (laughs) you know seriously yeah i think it's like that's a great point you know i think it's heavily like that is the imagery you know yeah i feel like i feel like media discussion of hiv it's like okay you have like milk on one side yeah. and then this on the other it yes, exists on a definitely. spectrum of yeah. like seriousness and camp and this one definitely falls into camp but like it's it it is just so nuanced and like feels like a good processing mechanism rather mm-hmm. than a learning mechanism yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah the uh so the mom calls Sam, freaks out, and says, like, oh, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. So she cancels. While she's on a date. I know. Right? She yeah. cancels her date. She runs out without, like, telling Max where she's going. With her boss, which is kind of like, okay. I know, right? Like Super weird, weird that she's, like, like on a date yeah. with her boss. Such a gay, like, he wasted like, no time. Yeah, with, yeah. like, Star, with the mom. It's just like, yeah, they're, they're like, they're good, like, on their own. Like, the acting is, like, whatever. But they definitely weren't written to be, like the star of the movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say? we'll definitely Dare get into it. that more Dare yeah. I say star star <laughs> you said it yeah yeah um, so she runs away from her date or goes yeah. home to yeah. Him. yeah runs away yeah so the next day michael goes and finds star at the resort and he's like what's happening to me what's happening to me and then they do it in like a super 80s scene like but like you don't even see 
yeah, it's just a very like it's sort of it's sensual, sensual, but, but it's not sexual. sexual. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say now's as good a time as any? So, because it's a little voyeuristic, the camera action, because mm-hmm. it's like there's like a curtain almost, or like one of those like um, chiffon sheets that they're like staring through, kind mm-hmm. of as it's like blowing in the yeah. foreground. It looks like a music video. Do, oh, right. Well, do you know that literally Tommy Wiseau wrote his character in the room to be, originally he was supposed to be a vampire in it. And as soon as I saw this scene last night, I was like, oh my God, he absolutely styled his sex scenes after this movie. (laughs) Because it's so, like... It's very on track for him, well, and yeah. it just made me really happy. Okay. It's like this is like the same fucking setup. Like it's the same angle. It's the same everything. I yeah. love it. Except there's no ass. I wish we could have seen more ass, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. sex scene. <laughs> yeah. um, Ooh. Woo-hoo. The yay. sensuality of it all. The straights are doing it fine. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the next day, uh, Lucy tries to connect with Michael, but doesn't really work. She tries to apologize to max but she gets chased by max's dog thorn um and then max comes over for dinner he gets invited inside um oh also during this whole thing uh the frog brothers told sam that like if you kill the head vampire then all the half vampires will be turned back into humans mm-hmm. uh, and i love Some that they logic, like logic you know yeah they like deduced <laughs> all this stuff they're like oh of course From a vampires comic book. yeah very 80s <laughs> yeah the, the inductive facts yeah. yeah the inductive reasoning is just yeah. staggering instead of the holy bible it's a comic book that's yeah. one thing i appreciate about this movie is they definitely didn't bend over backwards to make make it the, make sense it really they're makes like sense. it's vampires Don't fuck you yeah. and ooh, california yeah. <laughs> why the hell should we make it make sense are you crazy uh, yeah so max comes over for dinner and sam and the frog brothers attempt a bunch of like weird tests to tests to see if he's a vampire this and isn't parmesan cheese this is garlic he fails every one of them so they're convinced he's not a vampire so they're like we have to go find the other head vampire so or the the person who's actually the head vampire well the grandpa's like witnessing all of this the whole time and he's highly suspicious yeah. he's like this guy i love it the grandpa is like He's like written off as weird for so much of the movie, but you're like, he knows what's going he's on. Quick. He does. In a, in a he's sense, like very he's his obviously. own queer quir- quirkiness. He's still very straight, but like he just, he's like a taxidermist. He's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. he just, very you know, eclectic. very he's like, yeah, eccentric. Stuck in his ways, yeah. was a hippie, grows weed, apparently. You <laughs> he's know, like an out. older queer watching all the like gay babies, like yeah. <laughs> grow yeah. their vampire wings. Yeah. Like, retired hippie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, so, sorry, still that night, Michael sneaks out to see the vampires, or the vampires find him, and they take him to a bonfire where guys are outside listening to, what, is, it's not Walk This Way, is it? Oh, uh, it's something, uh, it's like some ACD, some like typical generic song. Yeah. song it's of, great. of the time. Um, yeah. yeah, so the vampires attack them and feed, and it's bloody and amazing and gory and so, yeah. so goofy. Yeah, it's just silly. It's not even like it's that scary. Yeah, it's, this- I wouldn't call it scary. It's just like... no. Okay, look at all this blood. Who cares? It's like and the stereotypical, we need to kill a mass kill scene. Yeah. And is this the first time we see them with their, like, vampire makeup? Yeah, they transform? so, like, at I one point, Kiefer oh, Sutherland, like, informs turns... Buffy the vampire. I, totally. Absolutely. And I love, like, all of the special effects in this movie. It's and like so how, Yeah, and, like, how theatrical the mm-hmm. vampire makeup is. Like, I think it really worked, honestly. It yeah. totally, like, it totally makes sense to, like, have that because it changes them while not, like making them look 
bad really and like as like coming from a director who was a costume designer it does make sense and also like this is the kind of makeup that you could use on stage so yeah Yeah. it's it's good yeah i think it's just paying homage homage god homage to lots Mm -hmm. of like horror that was coming out of that time of like practical effects evil and, like, dead makeup, like, it gave like nightmare on, yeah, on the yeah like very practical effects like they weren't trying to you know just put a glittery sparkly filter on yeah on people a beauty yeah, filter down and dirty you know they were like no, very committed to the like the shtick you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely and this is one place where you can absolutely see like this movie's influence on buffy the vampire slayer because like that's basically what the vampires look in buffy oh yeah yeah it's great i, I mean also that. spike is pretty obviously sort of related in some way to keep her Sutherland's Sutherland's character in this like the bleach blonde hair that yeah yeah it's like uh, referencing it for sure it's yeah yeah so um so yeah Michael decides not to kill and then Star asks Michael for help uh and so the next day they decide to raid the cave that the vampires live in and they decide to to steal from the gays wow (laughs) how dare you yeah Yeah. Michael's like oh wait is it Michael Michael. Yes. Michael's like, well, I'm not that gay. Well, he's a little gay. <laughs> Maybe bi. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Still figuring it out. So it's yeah. Michael and his brother, right? And Sam. And yeah. The frog, and the Michael, frog Sam, brothers. and the frogs. Yeah. yeah. He's and going like, to rescue Star. Yeah. that's the cishet plot. What um, happened? Why was she, like, passed she, out? Yeah. She, like, I was so confused I by that. I think it's because she needs to, like, feed soon, but she doesn't want she to. She hasn't been wanting to feed, so she's, like. Okay. She's, she's like, weak. She's and like, Laddie's in the same boat, because yeah. she yeah. told him to do the same thing, I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. She's Thank like, wait, you. I'm not gay either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so in order to prove how ungay they are, uh, <laughs> they they go and storm the cave. So Michael focuses on uh, saving Star and Laddie. And then the Frog Brothers are like, let's go stake somebody. Yes. So they like find the vampires sleeping upside down and just like, right. grandma's so right. so good. Yeah, like, and like, great, the Frog Brothers just represent like the the cis white straight boy mm. and all American boy like into like guns and like blah 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 like army G.I. Joe shit like so that's like right the types of all the different types of masculinity are like kind of represented mm. you know you know and that, so that's why they they're like the gatekeepers of like sexuality like, oh vampires you know everything about them but we're not we're not vampires we're vampire hunters yeah you know we're we're vampire we're adjacent yeah, yeah. You know? so this is very like we study the vampires <sighs> so we can stay safe from them i'm not i'm not obsessed with the vampires not at because all of any I, underlying issues. yes yes <laughs> yeah it's just vampires are bad obviously yeah definitely <laughs> yeah um so yeah they they kill one of the vampires and then they barely make it out alive. And then they go back to, uh, Sam and Michael's house and set up a home alone style set of uh-huh. traps yes. for the vampires. Uh, which is before home alone, home alone came out like 91. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. That's right. yeah. So this is, <laughs> this is pre home alone. Christopher Columbus is like, oh, I, see I have you. an idea for a movie. Wow, yeah, it's, someone's it's so named original. Columbus. Yeah. It's like someone else. A meme. Like it's like that meme where there's two people like sitting next to each other taking a test, and one of them is like looking over his shoulder. Yeah, the one cheating on it is like Christopher Columbus, and totally Joel Schumacher is just completely He's like, what the hell, bro? Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then the vampires come to the house, and we have some fantastic scenes that I really want to get into later, yeah, but, okay, sure. uh, yes. they, there's they like kill a showdown. The, yeah, they kill all the vampires, 
and uh, they kill David last. Michael kills David, and then he doesn't turn back into a human, and so they realize they didn't kill the head vampire. <gasps> who is the head vampire? Oh, who could no, it who be? Who could it be? The head curtain number oh three. My God, I can't believe. <laughs> yeah, and so their mom, who was on a date with Max, Again. comes back. <laughs> I mean, like, her, their other dates had gotten interrupted, so I do understand why she went out, but also, yeah, like... Yeah, right, and the little brother girl. this time is, like, kind of, like, put it all together. He's, like, the, <gasps> like, the That's So Raven moment. He's, like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I need to get back to my house. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. So then, yeah, Max and Lucy, the mom, show up, and... Yeah, it turns out that Max is the vampire, is the head vampire. The dad and, vampire. Yeah, they have to kill him, and... This is the part that I didn't get to rewatch today, and uh, yeah, what he, is he ends up dying? And they, yeah, they, they, they go oh, him yeah. on the taxidermy. Yeah, like, yeah, like the grandpa drives by a, the horns or yeah. something. Yes. something. Something very. Yeah, there's like a whole scene, and it's very like tension filled, and then a tank comes through the wall yeah. and rams him into the taxidermy stuff. So yes. yeah, it's fantastic, and then. I think the movie just sort of ends. The closing line is the grandpa saying. Something like this. Oh, this is what I don't like about this, this town. Da- all the damn vampires, which is like, very feels like, <laughs> oh, like all the faggots that are here. You know, like, I was like, you said like vampire They're ruining sucker. the neighborhood. They're ruining the neighborhood. Yep. And it's like California definitely, I mean, it's not San Francisco, Santa Clara, but it's like kind of got like, yeah, like just beach, yeah. like California vibes. You know, so it they filmed it in construed. Santa Cruz, so yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like all these gays coming into all town. All these They're gays. Ruining. Yes. Yeah. So, Overrun by vampires. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, so, well, that was an so, yeah, that's recap. The, that was so fun. That was the recap. I love that. Wow. We yeah. should definitely take a break. Um, yes. So yes. we'll take a little break and we'll be right back, y'all. Okay. Yeah. See you soon. See you soon. Okay. Bye. Listen close. You'll hear it in the rustle of the leaves and the whisper of the wind. In the falling snow and drifting clouds. The song of the road. The story of the people of this world. A soaring eagle, a scampering mouse, and the myths that surround them. They traveled through snow-dappled fields and across rolling oceans. To raucous festivals and somber forests. Not every journey needs a destination. Sometimes it's enough to wander and roam. Wander and Roam, an improvised pastoral story, releases Wednesdays at 8 a.m. So we're back talking about the lost or is yeah. it the lost boys the or is it lost boys, boys? the lost the. boy there's a small the <laughs> lost boys lowercase right the. it's the lost boys not the lost boys you know <laughs> yeah. yes yes yeah so yeah this fucking movie and w- okay so we already talked a little bit about like the aesthetic stuff i i really really enjoy like sort of the juxtaposition of like this bright california shit and then just like incredibly chill punk diy vampire shit like yeah it it kind it really i think that the canvas on which these characters are painted really give them life uh and i love it yeah like it it, it gives it an edge yeah Definitely. and they like like yeah the opening scene is just very like 
I don't know. It's like it just captures a moment in time, right? Like it just captures like eighties California, like surf people, like punk people, people that are just maybe maybe they're homeless, maybe they're not, but they're just like beach bums. Everyone just lives on the wharf or like adjacent, and yeah, just like they just capture so many like a montage of people like that yeah. before you even meet mm-hmm. the real like characters. Like it just sets the scene that like oh like it's a crowded beach city like there's so many the excitement you know like meeting like i was was like a teenager like oh i'm moving to a new town and like there's all these like cool interesting people in my new town i can't wait to talk to yeah i feel like that would be the dream like Mm -hmm. thinking of like myself as a teen because i lived in california and we would go to uh, venice beach all the time when i was like in high school because it had a very similar vibe like there's kind of this eclectic kind of like chill chaotic vibe because it's mm-hmm. like there is a certain degree of chaos because everyone is just kind of doing whatever the fuck they want and going like against the status quo but but at the same time it's like, like a consistent free. vibe yeah right? and you're free to do what you want so in that sense there is more of a chillness to it because mm-hmm. right. they aren't really being monitored or right. like you know policed by anyone yeah totally um, mm-hmm. and I like I kind of look at this and uh, I think of all the horror movies I've seen with like an amusement park scene you know and I, I was just thinking about like how this isn't technically a horror movie but it does kind of represent this like subversion of youth and like you're settling into a comfortable place and then something interrupts it mm-hmm. which I think like is a very horror thing but it's also just queer mm-hmm. and I, I think that's it's kind of inherent in uh, like gay coded movies from the 80s that like you're gonna have some kind of disruption to the suburban quo. norms yeah, totally. uh, and, and the setting is like perfect absolutely yeah right because it's just like I think that it shows that on like the sign when they're entering the sa- the town it says like Santa Clarita or whatever and then behind Michael like looks back and he sees like behind it's like the murder capital of USA and yeah. then it's like montage with all these missing persons pe- yes. posters yes. and like yeah. and like and just not like one or two like a bunch like like they're all like there's so many missing people like it really like puts like nails it in your skull that like yes. people come here to disappear mm-hmm. whether that's figuratively or metaphorically yeah like they're here to like escape or disappear mm. yeah and it it has strong like Stephen King it vibes you know, yeah. like, well, not the vibe, but like you can, the setup is very similar of like a monster is taking people, all this stuff. But like this goes in such a different direction, yeah. even though it's still a story about monsters eating people uh, that features a lot of like teenage boys and one single teenage girl. It focuses on a very different... It cares about right. different things. Yeah. Especially for a vampire movie, right? Most traditional vampire movies like... Count Dracula, what Chocula, whatever. Count Dracula is <laughs> trying to get like a harem, like Van Helsing gets a harem of like women, like great. They're trying to get a harem of like vampires or to reproduce to make more vampires. That's not the case in this. It's like a bunch. It's a dude. It's dudes. Like what are they? They can't make yeah. more. Like don't like. I mean, I guess you can make more vampires just by like, biting them. But like in a, in like a cishet way yes. of how people see vampires, like it's very different. It's like a way different vibe. Like. He's not, you know, my Kiefer Sutherland's not like trying to like get all the hot girls, hot babes. Right. You know, it's like I have all these hot like guys. Exactly. all these hot dudes that are like, yeah, and like I think that's like maybe 
very something that doesn't they they, they don't do stuff like they kind of make bro movies but like they just like say action movies or just bro movie like mm-hmm. they don't make like bro mm-hmm. movies like this in a sense like with goonies it's like a very bro kid like your childhood friends and then now this is like the adult like teenager version of that yeah so, like yeah. It, it's a representation of masculinity that really engages with nuances within masculinity and like looks at many different parts instead of like oh men action motorcycles because it like has those things but it analyzes the relationships and it analyzes the way that they like yeah like interact with each other and conceive of each other yeah like other blockbusters you have during this time you have like arnold schwarzenegger terminator uh you have um sylvester stallone like they're doing their like macho dude thing like action like blockbuster moments and this is just something that's way more like nuanced and not that like it's like absolutely it explores different themes and it yeah cares about different things Mm -hmm. and i think too that's one thing i love because we talked about this a little already like the tease of the cis hetero cis hetero relationship Mm -hmm. when michael is like primarily drawn to star but as soon as like I mean, once he sees the lair, he's, like, really, like, the cave, he's really sold. But, like, mm-hmm. even before then, oh, me too. like, <laughs> I know, I've, uh, and we didn't talk about that yeah. yet either. Oh, I love the set design. It's great. Yeah. I love that. The lair well, is so good. Yeah. But I love that he, it shifts so quickly. And I think he sees this, like, carefree lifestyle that these kids are having. And it's also, like, a sense of belonging, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's moved to this new town. He doesn't know anyone. Of course, we all want to feel like we belong right. to, like, and, a group. Yeah, and his mom, his mom isn't even, like, you know, like, a mom that's nagging him, like, or, like, in the Goonies, like, always having to babysit his brother. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, a very different, like, his mom's actually pretty chill. She's a single mom. She, you could tell she's, she's going sweet. through it. Yeah. You know, she's very sweet. I like the mom. You know, and I feel like she's well-casted. I don't know who. Um, um, her name She's is... just, like, she is, like, she a mom. She was in Edward Scissorhands. She's in Edward Scissorhands. Yes. <laughs> and so, like... Um, I think I think her name is Diane Weist. Da- oh yeah, yes, right. yes. Yeah. And so like that's why it's so interesting because like there's not really a whole lot of conflict really until like after he realizes he's a vampire and maybe dead or not dead and he's like oh that's like the conflict yeah you know after the trance breaks out which is a very vampire trance like state mm-hmm. once that breaks out he's yeah um but yeah I think like. The oh yeah, going back to their their little lair, their cave. I I love the prominence of Jim Morrison. The big is it Jim Morrison? The Jim puppets? Morris. No, Jim Morrison. Oh. The the doors. Oh, the doors. So they have yes. that poster. It's Jim Morrison. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's they just have an that, iconic. Like, poster, and they cut back to that so many times. Yeah. Because again, it embodies this this sense like of rocker, like, yeah, like, yeah, and and that psychedelic kind of like you know pushing your mind out rock of and roll is like, like freedom and yeah, yeah of course we have vampires yourself. yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly the doors and like even yeah, yeah the cave right because even Joel Schumacher makes like family operator and it's like got similar yeah. drapey cave things like totally. that don't even make sense right like the kind of like yeah again like an passing kind of, over into another realm type yes and yeah. the, more allusions to like goth like more gothic style too i think yeah. like yeah. interspersed yeah and like the they talk about how it's like this old abandoned um uh, resort like it was the nicest resort ever and then like or like last century it fell into a crevice because earthquake. of an earthquake yeah. right and bless you. <laughs> it's like 
that's such a vampire-y gothic thing of like a fallen state yeah like here's luxury and it is destroyed and now we get to like do whatever we want within it Mm -hmm. and like the yeah it just creates such a good like subversive slash subverted setting for it Mm -hmm. yeah um and it really yeah it sets you up to all the cool stuff that they get yeah. up to later. They reclaim space in this town that, like, obviously, well, right, you see in the beginning when they first go are on the pier, they're like, I told you you can't be here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? And you're like, you first think, like, once you find out, like, oh, it's, like, you found out the real power dynamic there. Oh, with Max. With Max. That. Max yeah. is like, what are you guys doing here? Like, you should, like, you, you think you it's him being like, oh, I'm a business owner. You're like, stupid teenagers, get out of here. But then later you're like, oh, this is just another gay thing of, like, I'm Dom, you're sub. Like, <laughs> you know, like, this very kink, like, also kind of kink thing going yeah, on. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. speaking of like harems. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, kind of a shame of, like, having them there. Like, I'm an upstanding member of society, and I don't want... I'm passing really well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like this feeling of like I need to be integrated into what a normal family looks like, yeah. and yeah. Uh, or or what a normal person looks like. And later, when uh, yeah, later Max says when he's like found out as a vampire yeah. that he like he wanted Lucy to be like yeah. his wife and like make a joined family and, and like and all the boys, the boys together, which is yeah. a very queer thing, right? Yeah. And also, it's like such a strong allusion to Lost Boys. Like if he's uh, sorry uh, to Peter Pan, because like mm-hmm. if Max is Peter Pan and he's got Wendy. the Lost Boys, that makes Lucy Wendy, and like she's only there to be a mother. Mm-hmm. She's right. only there to fulfill this one That's specific person purpose because yep. everything else is like. No. Yeah, yeah, like so yeah, with the vampires they have like a chosen family. It's very much similar to like oh, so, us, yeah. as queer people we have chosen yeah. families, mm-hmm. people that we, you know, people that we pick up along the way mm-hmm. and then towards the end when Michael's like, "Oh, just kidding. I'm not fully gay. I might be bi, but like I'm not I'm not going to be in your boys club." And then go him and like going to rescue Star, it just completes this like idealistic mm. view of like a nuclear family. Like, "Oh, I've got to go get Star and this kid." Mm-hmm. And like, cause my mom's a single mom. I'm going to be actually, I'm going to be a family man. Like, you know know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like he's rejecting. He's he's has like internalized homophobia. And the contradictive, contradicting like urges and like desires to like fit the status quo, but then also follow this new exciting thing Mm -hmm. that sparks something within you. Yeah. There's even this one time uh, in the script. It's very, cause I was rewatching it last night as well. And, the mom, because she's going on her date, the first time she's going on the date, she's like, oh, like, I'm going to say goodnight, like, and kind of, like, tucking them in, like, checking in on them. And she's like, oh, are you scared of closet monsters? And I was like, what the <gasps> fuck? I was like, oh, my God. You had to say closet. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. So then I'm like, this is definitely very, very more gay. Like, and then I, it, yeah. yeah. And I think she says, like, I can't sleep with the closet open, not even an inch. And, like, yeah. Sam has the same thing. But I would be interested to, like, rewatch it and see if David's closet is ever all the way closed. Ooh, I yeah. wonder if they slid that in. <laughs> that would be really right, funny. Right, because his younger brother, like, Michael, what's oh, his Very name? homophobic. Sam. 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 So Sam, like, right, he's this, like, this, like, stupid, he like, 14-year-old kid who thinks he's, like, 
I'm from San Antonio. Or <laughs> like yes. he like tries to like drop his yeah, like, Oh, Phoenix. what do you like he like like I'm cooler and like but he's I like wearing I know everything about I know, comics. I know everything about comics. I'm very knowledgeable. I'm Spider-Man. super nerdy. Nerdy nerdiness is cool. Like I I know what I'm talking about. Like he's like a product expert, right? Uh, but like he gives off this vibe, but then his he's dressed very. He always wears like amazing outfits. So I'm like yeah. such a fashionista. And you watch other '80s movies, like no kid from the '80s is dressing like that, that. immaculately. You know? Or um, what about the shirt that he's wearing? I think when he wakes up one morning, he's wearing a shirt that says "Born to Shop." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's just oh it's God, very it's very interesting. Like yeah. I know it's like and like yeah, I think that's why. Uh, this 80s movie like they don't have a physical mall because 80s is like everything revolves sometimes around malls yes, and like mall yes. culture but they don't have a mall because it's like yeah. a, a small California town so they have the boardwalk and so that's like replaces the mall they bring mm-hmm. the mall to you they to bring the, the mall to yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I love that yeah yeah, yeah. Where do we want to go for, from oh, here? I, I had an idea oh. that I was going to say about the frogs, and I can't oh, remember. Frogs? Like, like Sam's frogs relationship. Frogs are gay. They're putting chemicals in the fucking water. That's right. <laughs> Vampire chemicals. Drink yeah. more. Um, oh, yeah. So, like, Sam and the frogs have a very interestingly competitive relationship. Like, Sam comes in, and he immediately is like, oh, like, all these Supermans are in the wrong order, and you can't do this because it... And, like... Schooling them. You know, yeah, exactly. And it's sort of like a... He's, like, presenting his expertise. And then yeah. they Peacocking. also... Yeah, yeah. And then they return in kind. They're like, well, we all, we know all this stuff about this thing. Vampires. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's this examination of, like, what happens when you keep propping yourself up and pretending that you know stuff that you kind of don't, like... And then you contrast that with the uh, the conversation with David and Michael, where it's like you don't have to keep you don't have to beat me, you just have to keep up. Mm. Like I think that oh. the queerness allows for like a little bit, like a lot more of a relationship and a little more vulnerability than this thing of like we have to have our yes. walls up because what if there are vampires and it's- we have to show how we can defend against the vampires instead of like engaging with anything like that mm-hmm. it keeps like homophobia keeps walls yeah, up totally yeah. i love that i think that that's such a good like analysis because when you look at you know what's going on with the vampires especially with michael and david having very intimate experiences yeah and it just yeah. feels more accepting in general yeah. like yeah. The freedom again that it goes back to the freedom. The like, freedom yeah, they may not actually kiss each other, but they're always like so close to they're each other's right faces down. when they're in frames. Like stars, like in the frame too, but stars like over here, like on the left, and then and this like they're smushed against the screen. Basically, like, they're just together, like away from the star. Like they're very like postured, like they are together. Like mm-hmm. even though they aren't, which is so yeah, yeah they have so much connection and yes. tension there that it's like how. Like, they are obviously right. the point and the focus, and this relationship is the focus. Yeah, and especially like, oh, when um, David dies. Like, all the other vampires, when they die, it's like a horrific, like, body, like, body horror stuff. Like, mm-hmm. But when, when David dies, it's, like, very angelic and kind of like, oh, thanks for releasing me. Like, oh, I'm coming. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks for letting me like uh, escape my queerness. Now I can, like, move on or something, like, you know, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, it just feels like like a queer summer moment romance movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it is about vampires, but it's like a a summer 
like a Hallmark movie yeah, almost, like you little, know, very yeah. soap opera. Yeah. And like the fact that, cause I want to circle back to David's death a little bit later, but like what you said, angelic, like he does have this, such a, like he like literally lights up and yeah. like he's glowing. And pure white. And, and, yeah. And like, he's like that through the whole movie. There's like, they, they fly together, but the, uh, I don't know the the scene where he's like telling like giving Michael stuff to eat and drink like mm-hmm. it's a it feels religious like I said right. earlier like it's this temptation and so he's like this angelic devil thing it like yeah. it has such maybe it's just because I have like weird religious stuff uh, in every aspect of my brain. Same, but like the wheel, the way that they engage together is so like catholically gay it's very yeah 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 no for sure it's like this forbidden like but it's there it's palpable yeah you can feel it judas and jesus kind of a thing Mm. i don't know like it's all focused on temptation and it's all focused on corruption while experiencing ecstasy yes yeah that's i think that's what i was going for because like he in while they're in the cave that first time they all sit down and oh. it's like that very intimate moment. They're all kind of like it's this big space and they kind of take up all of it um, and they give each other food. And it's so David gives Michael rice mm-hmm. and then makes him think it's maggots because yes. he can like fuck with his head, gives him noodles, makes him think which he's getting warm. off on. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally. And he's all like the whole time are. he's just like fixated on him and, and fucking like, with him. Yeah. It's Literally. The, yeah. How he reacts and, and like breaking very... down his barriers and like mm. making him not trust himself. Yeah. I even think there's a moment where he even like bites his lip because like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's like very clearly like a non-physical sexual experience for him is this temptation and this oh, it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. I'm sure David's had plenty of sex. So it, oh, like totally. the mind fuckery it's just like similar like Buffy with like Simon was it Simon no it's the blonde Spike Spike like Spike and Buffy they have this the whole series they have this like this like blah 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 I don't Uh like you I hate you but then like when they get together it's like magical like yeah and so like I feel like it's very it's sad because like I really the whole time I'm just like I want Michael and David just like get together I'm waiting it's like you're like it's like you're being queer baited and straight baited at the same time. It's very, it's a lot. You're like, ah, oh my I'm god, so frustrating. So far, I'm so sexually frustrated watching this movie. Yeah, and like I like the way that he fucked with his head made it so much easier to get him to drink the wine blood and like out of this cool encrusted like old wine oh, bottle. Yeah, that, it was fantastic. some PA had a fun time finding uh-huh. that bottle. Yeah. You know, they're like, look what I found at the Dude, thrift store down the street. It. Every <laughs> part of the production of this movie seems like it would have been so much fun to be there for like it's just kind of like off its shit you know it's so good Mm -hmm. like they just add so many little flares of like let us give you style let us give you this feeling of like we're just having fun Mm -hmm. right it's great and the melodrama of it too Mm because i I think a lot of the acting is pretty melodramatic oh yeah Uh, especially with the younger boys yeah oh Oh, my god that is some community theater ass acting and i love it (laughs) yes yes Yes, it's so good um but yeah i i do think that like the the rituals that kind of happen, like, and the control, the mind fuckery that David is exercising over Michael mm-hmm. does build in a really beautiful way. And I like how you kind of um, drew a parallel of, like, his death being, like, this release of, like, sexual tension and, like, 
all of everything else. Like, I think that it does climax really well to that point, Um, especially because, like, even while and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think after Michael decides that he is not going to act and Mm -hmm. he's going to try to, you know, not be a retransition back (laughs) to a human. Yeah. There's that that tension between like David's fixation on Michael doesn't die for sure, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's still returned by Michael too. Like there's still this like fascination, yeah. right? Because that's, that's the final boss battle for yeah. for Michael is that he has to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can kind of tell, the, and especially in the way it's choreographed and the fight scene, that it's just very like for both of them they're like so over it like like david's like either fuck me or like and then michael's like no i don't want to fuck you like i, I have a girlfriend named star which is non-binary <laughs> you know no <laughs> um yeah it just like it's a good way to like climax the film mm-hmm. i think it, it really because like that's like the whole because once that happens i'm like eh. like it's if like i'm the- just re-watching it for play i'll just turn it off after that point yeah. like i don't need to i don't need to see the rest like i just i love that part so much yeah like because their relationship was like the entire fucking point of the movie and then after that it's like oh no the head vampires blah 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 like all this mechanical stuff which feels like that was probably in earlier rights of it with like oh yeah the guy's trying to get to make the movie there has to be a cis romance it It was so queer yeah it was so boring on that side but like the stuff that drives you is the queer. Michael and David, mm-hmm. and after David dies, it's like, well, what are what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of like, have you guys ever seen Death Note? Yes, I stopped um, watching yeah. after. You know when I'm talking about, but like I stopped watching after that. I was mm-hmm. just like, well, I'm done. It doesn't matter anymore. That was what I was watching for. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the emotional climax is different than the action climax. Yeah, I and mean, we have no falling action whatsoever. Right. I mean, yeah, I think too, especially for like cis gay men, because I know a lot of cis gay men and right they're on, on grinder that's grinder culture like now it's like you don't go to the beach and meet you just meet people online on right. your phone yeah. and like 20 feet away from you. yeah though. i can order someone to my house like doordash <laughs> you know like and so like and like i've talked to a lot of cis gay men about their experience about like oh yeah like we're on grinder we come and then it's so easy for us to come and then like in 10 minutes and then it's like oh well do I just leave or do I be emotionally intimate? Like, what do I do? Like, yeah. And so I think with David, he's like, I've done, got fucked plenty of people, like almost like in an asexual. He's like, I don't really want to fuck. I just want to fuck with your brain. And it's such like an ace thing, like being mm. like, and very like, and, too. Yeah, and being emotionally enmeshed and like, just like fucking with someone. Like, yeah. you know, I think that's what he truly is getting out of it. Like, mm. even if they don't physically fuck, He's still... He's, like, fucked his brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, he's been all up in there. He's been all up in that <laughs> that mushy gushiness. <laughs> so... Yes. And, like, I feel like after... Because we don't, we don't get any indication as to, like, how long he's been a vampire. But right. I can assume it's been a while. Like, there's no point in not engaging in, like, weird forms of mind play. Because, like, I mean, you kind of... If you're going to live forever, then, like, sex is going to get old. Right. Uh, And that's what I think about most vampires in general. It's like, if I'm a vampire, I'm alive forever. I don't need to eat. I don't need to sleep. Obviously, I'm going to fuck everyone and everything (laughs) I can. Like, I'm going to get bored. Yeah, exactly. And, like, why would I be just a straight vampire? Like, that's, like, limiting half my options. (laughs) You know, like, it's removing half the pot. So, like, I think that's why, like, vampires, to me, 
have always just felt very queer coded no mm, matter what totally. media they're in you know mm-hmm. especially this one. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and the soundtrack everything's just so like <sighs> so great like it's almost like very cis gay like very gay vibes but also done in like a very sapphic weird way also it's like because like i talk to gay guys like they're yeah i wish i could have something like that but i don't i don't know how to do that <laughs> you know i don't know how to do those games and I was like, oh, this is, like, how I feel when I'm in my lesbian relationships. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, the tension, the long game, mm-hmm. the slow burn, the, like, ugh, you know, will they, won't they. Like, that's not very much seen a lot mm-hmm. by other gay men romantically. Like, they want it, but they don't know how to get it. Mm-hmm. But but David right. knows how to get it. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, like, vulnerability right. in the relationship between the two of them. Like, yes. they very openly stare at each other and fight each other and, like, get close to each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, that kind of vulnerability, I mean, it seems like some of it was brought about by the fact that David was, like, messing with Michael that whole time. But also just, like, it, yeah, like, they are more accepting. They are more open and they reject the kind of like posturing toxic masculinity that we see in some of the other characters and that enables them to have that fantastic like yeah like kind of sapphic connection yeah almost kind of like the way when i watch Heartstopper. like i know it's about gay mm. boys gay men but like i'm like oh this feels like a lesbian love story all yeah. the lesbian love stories i love That's so cute. that aren't tragic <laughs> and i'm like oh this is oh this is great mm. and so i think it uniquely blends both masculinity and feminine. As much as it feels like it's just a pure masculine, just boy movie, there is a lot of softness to it and campiness that yeah. makes it so, like round around the edges so it's like digestible for anyone, like a straight person, a queer person, a human, a vampire. Like If this was shown to vampires, I'm sure they would love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Half vampire, full vampire, whatever. Right, because that's like the thing. Yeah, after like they kill David, it's like, oh, just kidding. We are in a vampire movie. We're not in a queer summer romance movie. <laughs> we're, we, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing what the studio wants, <laughs> you know. Like, aye, aye, Captain. Oh, Literally yeah. compulsory heterosexuality. We tied up all the no- loose ends and knots, yeah. you know. Yeah. We did the shibari. We, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we made a movie. It's very gay. I, mean, I just, that's how I feel about anything Joel, Joel Schumacher touches. He does it in Batman, too. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen those vampire, the, the vampires. I haven't seen the Batman movies in, like, forever. Oh, what they're a treat. What are you talking about? Ba- Batman? And Batman and Robin. Really? Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Like it's, it's very, very queer coded. Yeah. Yeah. Only like just like yeah. Yeah. Batman and Robin. And and, then, and just and, the aesthetic. Yeah. And, like, the yeah. production. Again, yeah. The campiness. His like, idea of Gotham is just like m- statues of men holding or, or like an <laughs> like a Charles Atlas like holding like a big world like very bodybuilder. Yeah. Like his Gotham is so interesting compared to when you see other like Tim Burton's Gotham is very Tim Burton esque yeah. and then yeah, so and it's then just, every Batman we've had since then is like that's New York. York. Okay, yeah, it's New York. It's, just New York. Uh, it's actually Toronto, it. but yeah. uh, you know. And then, needless to say, the Batman nipples, of course, yes, are very clear. Yes. <laughs> Fantastically, yeah. And so I'll just say, like, he's really great at dressing up a straight movie, like 
really it's really a queer movie but it's dressed up as a straight cishet yeah. movie mm-hmm. yeah and i kind of wonder like how much the producers and people at the studio knew that this was gay like no did he they probably see got the he had to sneak and it be in. like yes oh. this is a very straight movie i mean probably probably yeah. like a lot of heterosexual people especially i feel like in the 80s were a little bit blind to any they're like just That's narcissistic true. enough that they're like yep this is for us cool yeah, yeah. totally and right like, yeah, everything's kind of catered to them. So obviously this yeah, is for them. Exactly. And then the queers in the background are like, oh. Right. Oh like, right. It's like yeah. queer storytellers and filmmakers. Like queer people have been doing that even yes. when within the Hayes Code. They, yeah. they yes. did subvert things Absolutely. almost to a point where like, yeah, like you, it, I don't know. When some people watch certain movies, I'm like, how, that is so gay. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, like they had to be censored and re-edited so i think it's just how mm. a testament to how queer filmmakers and artists yeah. have always been able to put put it in there yeah. <laughs> so to speak stick uh <laughs> stick it in real good uh you know and just like yeah whether or not cool. it's like i'm gay or it's gay like it says it in the script or is on a like whether or not that's a, a mission of a character or what it, it is gay and like as an artist myself i can relate to it because i'm like should I do something like this or that? Like, and I'm like, oh, it's just because I do it because I'm creating art. It is gay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, I don't yeah, have to conform. It doesn't have to, to be overtly right. Gay things, right? Totally. And so um, it's I inherently think, queer. Yeah. So he he it. queered it up as much as he could. Mm-hmm. I'm pre- I'm like, yeah. He probably snuck a lot of stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we love him for that. How yeah. how much were was like queerness like? To what extent was queer representation, like overt queer representation, accepted in the late 80s, like in films specifically? Cause, like, I would say Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> uh, Robin Williams. Was, if yeah, Robin Williams is 90s. in drag, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Too like, Wong Fu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was widely accepted. People didn't pick at it at the time. Yeah. Bound. It yeah. was uh, the first Wachowski film mm-hmm. one of the before the matrix that it's a lesbian heist movie oh wow highly recommend it guess i'm gonna have to watch that yes um so yeah like queers have always done that so i just like we do that because mm-hmm. we awesome we slay we kill all the straights in uh, santa clara california yeah. apparently <laughs> yeah. whatever but yeah i think i think that it was accepted to a degree i do think that studios still um had a lot to say as far as like restrictions and like you said like that's why queer artists have to find a way to be a little bit more nuanced about it mm-hmm. um they have to hide but, the rainbows but yeah. at the same time hollywood in general has always been more on the progressive liberal side mm-hmm. and so in that sense like it was i would say more safe to be out in the hollywood industry than it would be in like a lot of other like you know more like maybe the financial district or like but but as far as like narratively wise um to a degree it was accepted yeah yeah um do we want to take a little break the little little dog that lives here is having a fine yeah it's all good it's still on sweet oh good do we want to yeah, sorry. And then so, come back and finish. finish. Like yeah, and that sounds great. Or, yeah, or yeah, really yeah, totally. Okay, we're we're gonna take a little break. <laughs> yeah. Winterhawk Podcasting presents Lower Forty Eight, a horror storytelling podcast presented bi-weekly starting March eighth. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're Hi. we're still here. We still have lots to talk about. Yes. Um, not that much, but you know, you know if you want more intoxicated to... now <laughs> than when we started, so only, it's a journey. Only a little bit. We're having um, a good time. We love we love each other. We're just vibing. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about the mom yeah. because like the men aren't the only thing in this movie. Like yes, I mean to be feminist, are, we do but... need to have at least like, two. There's yeah. two whole women. Two whole women. Yeah, in this you're movie. welcome. Bechdel test. <laughs> Come for me. Do they pass it? I doubt it. They no, I don't even no think way. they're ever in no supposed way. to not take the no. one yeah. test. <laughs> yeah. So I before because Danny, you have some really cool things to say about like the comparison of the mom to Wendy. Um, but what I kind of took from this, I, I think the mom is very sweet. I like the mom. I love this actor, um, Diane Weitz or Weitz. Uh, she's awesome. I loved her in Edward Scissorhands. She has this like sugary sweetness to her, mm-hmm. but she's also still like a boy's mom like you know like she can banter with them in a certain yeah. way and like she can like hold her own you know and and she's she seems like a strong badass woman mm-hmm. like the the dad says something to like or the grandpa the yeah her dad the grandpa oh. yeah um says something to the effect of like oh this is uh the only time you've run away from a man and like been worse off because of it mm-hmm. so like alluding to the fact that like maybe she was more financially stable and like she didn't want to fight for the money she was mm-hmm. just like it's easier to just walk away right. which i get yeah which um, i think mirrors uh michael's choice later in the film just, is that walking, he just away. walking away and like yeah, being able the to toxicity right um you know as much as i may not like because i don't get my queer ending it's fine um but like it does come full circle when he does like decide that. to make that choice and return home so to speak of like you know, I want, no, I want to be human. I want to grow old. Mm-hmm. I want to have a family, grow old, whatever. Very cishet, mm-hmm. whatever. Fine. Like, yeah. But I like that. Yeah. She did this, a similar thing and Michael kind of followed suit. But, but I think it's interesting because her relationship with her sons, she really tries to yeah. be present there for them. Yes. And, and she leaves to, her date three times. Yeah. <laughs> she's very willing to like she's get just on trying their to level get some. emotionally. Yeah. You know? And of course they're teenagers and like teenagers are going to be teens. They're not going to open up about things to mm-hmm. their parent. But we have this like classic trope of like the dynamic, the parent and like kid dynamic. Yeah. And here what I find interesting is she's kind of like prying with um, Michael trying to get him to talk about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she knows something's up. But she's not bugging. Like, she's not mad- she's not nagging him. Not like, at all. She, yeah. It's, she's it's, making it's like, her, her... Hey, this is a conversation oh. that we're having just yes. so you know I'm available. But also, like, I want you to talk to me. Yes. Yes. She doesn't bring it up again. She's not like, oh, well, if you would just tell me some things. Like, right. she seems to be pretty mature well, in right. her She's not passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's very... Her communication oh. She's very mature and, you know as a survivor of her trauma or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know exactly what happened, mm-hmm. why she's a single mom. But, um, you know, it's just like, she's like very grown up, very accountable, very ground. She's like a grounding force. Sure. For sure. Like, cause like, yeah, there's lots of stuff that happens in the movie, but then like you have this like subplot of the, the mom just trying to like go on a date and just <laughs> yeah. a, a first date, a second, a third date. And like, <laughs> 
it's just like Groundhog Day of like, am I ever going to get, fl- actually, it's, you could tell that she's like maybe wanting to also t- do something for herself and to go on adventures, yeah. have summer love. But like, she's like, oh, but I am a mom. Oh, like, I guess I have to show like, up for my kids. Know, so she yeah. has a very good duality. She's not like mm-hmm. one note, which I, she's not, she's well, not forgettable. She's very yeah. nuanced. And on that, yeah. sen- on that note, I think like, it's interesting because on one hand, she's trying to be very like vulnerable and open with David Michael, Michael. Um, but then with Sam, like, she's she brushes really, him off all the time. She does, and she doesn't believe him yeah. so many times. And it's that classic trope of, like, the parent not believing what the kid says. Mm-hmm. And then finally it ends up, like, culminating in... I told you yeah, so. The house blowing up. And, like, <laughs> she's kind of got this, like... Um, very Dennis the Menace kind of vibes, <laughs> you know? That's why he gets away with so much shit. Because his mom's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's it, so it's interesting that she is so sort of like self possessed and I mean kind of about her internal stuff. She finds it easier to engage on like an emotional level because like when Sam is um, when Sam is saying like dude there's a vampire and blah, blah 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 she tries to engage with him on like an emotional level and be like oh this is about Max like don't worry you're safe and all this stuff when. You know, that's, that's not really the issue. Yeah. yeah, she seems able to engage on an mm. emotional level, but not address the fact right. that, like, wow, things are fucked up. Yeah, you know? yeah. She's yeah. trying in to a stay very literal sense. Yeah, she's yeah. trying to do it. She's all. trying to, balance to stay it all. safe. She's trying to like provide. She's yeah, trying to yeah. Raise exactly. Them, there's, nurture. There's a lot of different lenses that she has to approach problems she's, through. And it's like, wow, yeah, this kind of like, yeah. yeah. She's taken but, on some of the other gender roles that yeah. maybe their dad filled. Exactly. So, but that is a very, very uh, single mom thing. To yeah, do. being oh. authoritative with one and then being very like nurturing or right. compassionate towards another. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, put on the dad pants, the mom shirt, whatever. You know, we want to say like, yeah, you know. Uh, I think that's like I what a good parent has to be like sort of for parent. Where's the single parent? Your parents having a good mix of both right. of them taking accountability and responsibility for a lot of things that aren't that people like to gender like right. housework. You right. provide. You raise the kids like wearing so many yeah, hats, wearing so many and, hats, and juggling so many things while still trying to be that. So she she also isn't like the feminine. Uh, like characters in this film they definitely take on that non-binary they're breaking the binary of like the vampire world human world mom and Mm. i'm trying to also be a hot mom (laughs) you know like i'm trying to get you know so she they they do like they are the like fabric like the so the thread that like keeps like all the weird yeah living in both worlds chaotic masculine energy that's like Mm -hmm. happening all over and then they do kind of keep it grounded or like (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no look here (laughs) you know yeah she does really good at like bringing it back to like oh yeah that they're here because they their dad is no longer in the picture and they're at their ground their hippie grandpa's house (laughs) and i think like the grounding element works also in like uh a narrative and like tonal sense because of all the campiness and all of the like kind of melodrama when we have these moments with her they are very grounding moments i think um so it works in that sense too mm-hmm. um yeah, she, yeah. and it's like far as horror tropes go she's like the final girl like even though there's star <laughs> but like she's like she didn't yeah. die like she didn't fall she gets saved by her kids and so i think that 
it is a family film. It's a queer mm-hmm. summer romance. It's a family film. Mm-hmm. We we can sell this movie, guys. It's, <laughs> Absolutely. It's, 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 it's everything. It's everything. It's a little something It hits for all the, the, the notes of mm-hmm. being a fully, full re- realized, complex yeah, person. Rounded. Yes. Yeah. And I, like, I really like examining her in the context of, like, this kind of being a Peter Pan analog too mm-hmm. yes like she is nana she's, <laughs> she's like oh nana took she's the words like, out of your mouth <laughs> nanook. Yes, absolutely. nanook is the dog yeah which yeah. is nanook of True. the north which is a reference i didn't even know wow what's up guys <laughs> yeah. but the um the reason that peter takes wendy to neverland and the reason that max wants to you know be with her is the exact same like he wants someone to be the mother he wants her to take care of him there's like this feeling of like i can never grow up so i need you to do all the stuff i need you to do all the caring i need you to do all the nurturing like there's so much pressure on her because of like her having to exist in just like a little uh, one role which is mother and caretaker in mm-hmm. in that sense, mm-hmm. right? Like she finds it hard to uh, any, within what she's being invited to do by Max. It's this feeling of like, well, I would be giving up like everything. Like she never even close to considers it. Yeah, like I would be so bottled into this one space that like that you know that's not me. That's not good that's, for me. Yeah, that's, right. that would be so regressive for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, it's like totally. a very masculine urge to like, hi, you marry me, I'll provide you stability yes, and, and like give you. Dominate. And she's like, no, I just I just got out of a marriage. I'm not wanting to jump back into mm-hmm. another one. Like, no, like I even though I have to be single and be a mom and do all the things, I'd rather do a. Yeah, and maybe and like maybe all I wanted was a little companionship and Mm -hmm. like a fling. Like yeah, I just want can we just like fuck already? Like (laughs) she just wants to fuck and then like also do some stuff. She's she's like the modern woman. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like she's such a great example of like no saying no and saying I'm gonna be my whole self. You know, right? It's like a a a little nuanced as far as like a mother figure Mm -hmm. as far as Ms. Media. Like we're leaving like the Leave It to Beaver moms that are like well like very like one Mm note. Yeah, you know, like she's like yeah, she's breaking, she's subverting that. Mm -hmm. So that's I love that. Totally. Yeah, for how little we see of her, I think they do a pretty good job of and fleshing she, her. She does it well. I she, do. She does. She carries mm, it. Honestly, yeah, she makes a meal out of that. Really, she has a lot like, to do with it. Mm, that's true. Yes, tens across the board. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with her kids being so weirdly written, I was kind of thinking like it feels like the vampire Michael subplot is very separate than the like more Peter Pan ish like relationship there, and it's the places where like the cool gay vampire shit collides with the like family friendly shit mm. that feels like there's a little bit of tension you, there. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just you thinking like see the two versions. You can almost. absolutely see where the rewrite happened because mm. it's in those stitches that it gets a little shaky. Totally. Like the way that Sam is written, he's he's too like young in the parts where he's interacting with the mom in the home and these two old when he's interacting with the frogs like there's such a yeah. a weird dissonance Too there. different yeah but like it's yeah. uh i think that they do both very well it's just they don't really 
work when they hit together. Yeah. I don't know where I was going no, with that. But I, it's I actually that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, and if they've like I don't think they've tried to make a couple remakes of this or sequels and like oh, they just never worked. Don't do it. They made um, like one sequel for sure. Yeah. They wanted to make more. They wanted but... to make more, but I don't think it went well because I just don't think you can it's like a, just a magic moment. Well like, it's lightning in a bottle. Yeah, you yeah. can't really capture it again. And or even if you're even if you're to like you know, Disney-fy it or something. It still would not hit it the same. Have like, the it same wouldn't. essence. No. And like, it's like, it, it's like Heather's a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like, this was a very specific thing in a specific context with specific of the magic cast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, and then you can't, and they've tried to redo Heather's a couple of times. Uh-huh. Like, they, and they had the... themes that are like, pretty difficult. Yeah. I and it, and like it makes to... sense because as filmmakers when we love absolutely love something that's like we want to like pay homage to mm-hmm. it like if anything like if you've seen the Barbie movie holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's just like I, I was, like, yeah. knows how to pay You know homage. like everyone you know everyone wants to like put do the film that's like a, such a filmmaker artist thing is like mm-hmm. we love it so much and we want to make other media as we like yeah. as we experience it we want to make it as a contextual part of like the other art we make like, we want to like evolve we it we want to reference like, it and yeah. remix it and like yes. you know and like that's what Reverie. like for me in this head like right the mom she's like the, she's almost like the same exact character as she is in Edward Scissorhands it's wild like mm-hmm. it's like to the T yeah. like I don't know it's just like it hits so many like great like nostalgia mm-hmm. and like I don't know, just, I don't know, it was just, like, such a magical movie. And I, it's such a fucking romp. Like, it's yeah. such a fun watch. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining, and, you know, it's, like, and it's not taking itself too seriously. It's not yes. trying to, like, start a cinematic universe. It's mm-hmm. just, like, a one, it was just, like, a, yeah, like, Goonies, you know? Yeah. And, they and I think the, the 80s the, has the a lot 80s of those. was very rife with that because there were people in the studios who were like, yeah, just like make your stuff. Like they weren't as motivated. Well, and they probably by, like, greenlit a lot more films. In the 80s exactly. was a good time. For and America. like the budgets were a lot oh, lower. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Oh yeah. This movie turned a huge profit. The yes. budget was only like 8 million, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they made like 40 million or something. Right. Like, yeah. they did it's good... like, there's so much more freedom to yeah. express and like provide a That's vision and it just makes better art. And so like, it's yeah. so hard to recreate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have to be in like, an indie like a much smaller uh creator i think Mm -hmm. one other thing too that i want to hit on like before we get to wrap up mode Mm. um i really love the cinematography in this movie specifically like the camera action because there were so many moments where they pulled off like the typical horror shot where they utilize the camera and and the negative space right well or what we don't see right um so rather than showing the head get ripped off or showing all of this we see the pov right or we see like the reaction of the person and we see them get lifted up to the sky like yeah like the car yeah yeah yeah. Uh and like and it's such a smart thing to do when you are working with a lower budget because like it's just as effective because Mm -hmm. it builds the suspense and it's held up yeah yeah. it's not yeah yeah yeah. And it ages like, well. Yeah, and and yeah, there were so many awesome shots like that. Like mm-hmm. when uh, when they go to um the vampires go to attack the the two like the couple in the car. Yes. And uh-huh. the like top of the car blows off yeah. and then you just see them like ah! and then just like shoot yeah. up into the sky and that's yeah. all you can see. It's so theatrical. Yeah, and, like you can see like he has comes from a theater background yes. and like you like yeah, you could maybe you couldn't make another Lost Boys movie, but you definitely could adapt it like for stage or like Ooh, it'd, be, oh, it'd be something uh, really a musical. Cool. Wait, is there a Lost Boys musical? Uh, I, I, I think we. I, I don't know if I would want a no musical. One, I no one, no one stole like, our idea. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> it could be real fun. Think like West Side Story esque, like, but with I'm, I'm going to fill out the copyright uh, paperwork uh, yeah. right this moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, also, oh, sorry, Dex. Go I, ahead. I was going to say, like, writing on a post it note, like, make Lost Boys play copyright right. <laughs> whether or not it gets picked and up or we just do it in our living room in the backyard uh-huh. you know under the stars whatever oh my god there is one. Oh my god the lost boys stage musical got joel schumacher's input input wow I can wow this is there a video recording i don't know let's see if this is true. oh my god um okay oh my we'll god oh my god oh my god but okay we're gonna have to put that back on, to I like think. yes back to the cinematography though also the choreography like you mentioned earlier with the fight scenes Okay, so y'all may know this about me by now. I am not one for a long action scene. This is why I struggled oh, with You're not Asian like of... me. I love action. I I I know and I honestly it's like it's something that I'm like a little bit ashamed of. Like I, need I a 20 minute kung fu scene, but I just there's something about it that doesn't quite grip me and it's that... not crouching tiger hidden dragon for Ooh, you not I mean, enough <laughs> i love that movie though i can appreciate it but like i really struggled with the, the most recent john wick i'm sorry like it's it was a just lot so long. um but the action scenes in this movie they do not disappoint they don't disappoint and they don't overextend it like i feel like it, they, it's just enough even even the boss fight like they they didn't like overdo it like it was concise enough right to the, where, the and interesting and, enough yeah it was and definitely more more fast-paced to where editing. Yeah. yeah i i felt like it it was perfect yeah. it was the perfect fight scene for yeah, me yeah like with the all the like emotionally intimate parts where they're yeah. like the, like it's like a long take and you're like oh god yes. like, this takes been this cameraman's probably tired you know like <laughs> yeah how like, many of those did they have to right do? yeah like yeah anyway yeah. i just appreciate that yeah and it's totally. very well done yeah, and something else I like about it is, like, they're not super long, but also it's not, like, super cutty. Like, they really take their time with the cinematography of it. Like, and even the yes. action yeah. stuff, like, there's a lot of, like, dynamic camera movement, and it's very engaging, but also, like, emotionally, plot points continue throughout yeah. the uh, the scene, and so... That's totally why I'm still invested. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's I not just, oh, look, insert state. action here. Mm-hmm. It's like, things are still happening, you're still engaging, and you're still, like... But they're telling see, the story yeah, through the fight. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Through the conflict, mm-hmm. like, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and continuing to build that the, yeah. to the climax. And to visually yeah. show it in a visual, like, like a visual way mm-hmm. is so way, way, way more powerful and communicates it way more easily than, like having a 10 minute conversation or something you know show, like don't tell. You, you know yeah yeah just show don't tell you know yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. it's it's great i love this movie and it's I a love, good one i i know we talked about this at the beginning but i love that mick you're our first guest because we all watched this together and it was oh, yes. dex's first time yeah, seeing yeah. It. they had never seen it, seen it. Yeah. and so it just it feels right to be doing this yeah. and i've had so much fun yeah do y'all have any other thoughts that you wanted to cover on the movie i don't think so i think i'm good i feel pretty good I yeah feel, sorry this is like what an hour and a half now infiltrated my blood and my gayness is peaking and it feels fantastic <laughs> um but mick uh 
do you have any upcoming like drag shows you want to plug? Where oh, can yeah. the people find you um, on Instagram? Wherever you are at, we want to know. Too late for this show. I have a show actually tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's at Trans Pride in Provo, Utah. So we love that. Whoo! I'm brave. You know, <laughs> in Provo. Yeah. In Provo. Um, it's gonna trigger a lot of emotional uh like religion shit so we'll see (laughs) thanks um and then i'm part of a drag troupe or i guess group Mm -hmm. uh, you could say uh those bitches um uh they were at club triangles um so the last wednesday of every month we have a drag show they're usually very themed they're so Uh, fun yeah and they're yeah our last theme was um Oh, God. What was it? Oh, it was our sci-fi in July show. And then uh, this month, we're just kind of doing a drag, like our best drag variety. Everyone's just doing a variety. There's no theme, really. It's just a variety show. (laughs) But then... Yeah, the next month it's going to be like the villain show because we're trying to prep Ooh. for Comic Con. So, yeah. Oh, that'll be so iconic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you can catch me at Club Triangles the last Wednesday of every month. Awesome. And do you have like an Instagram handle you want to put? Yeah, so on Instagram it's uh, Mick, Ye- Mick Yeager 69 So it's at M I K underscore Yeager, J A G E R underscore 69. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, because I'm a cancer. It's not for what you think it's about <laughs> but it also works with mick yeager yeah persona. yeah yeah definitely the 80s fuck boy vibe <laughs> he's the guy who would be chiming in yeah nice yes <laughs> yeah nice. if i was a vampire in my vampire 80s movie i would be a casino owner a oh. vampire that owns a casino yes and, like smokes cigars and weed and and would eat i would still eat even though it probably made me throw up because i love food <laughs> you you would be like um amethyst and yeah Steven i'm polynesian as well fun. so like i like i can't just eat blood uh, like I food brings joy yeah, yeah. it's like i have to have seasoned blood no unseasoned <laughs> no unseasoned blood here <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, well, thank you all so much for joining us. This has been really fun. We hope you've enjoyed it as well. We're really excited for future guests, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, we are bisexually underscore lit. Uh, I think that's also our TikTok. Um, and then you can email us with your suggestions or feedback. No, keep your feedback to yourself motherfucker. yeah I, i'm a bachelor of the arts i can't take anymore if yeah. that was the whole degree that was the whole degree <laughs> but you can email us at bisexuallylitpod at gmail.com or find us on tumblr at yeah this is wow those tumblr. are <laughs> look okay I, I know that there are so many other social medias i should be on and like we should be on but also I, i'm stuck in 2016 yeah i'm a tumblr gay yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a good place absolutely it's a bad place but it's kind of great yeah back when porn was unregulated oh. <laughs> hey. oh, that's when tumblr died yes um, but mick thank you so much for coming it has been fantastic having you here thank you for sharing your perspective I loved all of it. So. Great. Well, thanks so for fun. having me. I hope to ha- come back again. Oh, oh, come back anytime. Yeah, I love I love movies and I love art and I love queer shit. Yeah, so. hell yeah, that's like the all trifecta. the most important stuff. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, we love you, listeners. Thank you so much. We will catch you soon. Bye. Bye.
music by Gary Argyle. Bisexually Lit is a production of Winterhawk Podcasts. For more information, go to winterhawkpodcasting.com.